So when I drew my synergy map or the ideal picture of what I'd like my business to look like in the future, something that was there as part of the business was courses. Because I am an educational creator and it is the natural path, you know, to have products which people or your listeners to be specific can buy and so that they can learn more from you so that you can make some revenue. Now, the only thing is that I've never made a course. I don't even know how to make a course or how to go about it, especially if you are a podcaster. How do you turn your listeners into your customers, people who will then be consumers of your courses and other paid products? Or how do you even create a course that will be right for your listeners? Yeah, I'm really curious about that. I think I can help you with that. Oh, hi, Obel. Hello to you too, Lindor. Who do you have for me today? Hello to you too. I think Lindor. I can help you Obel? with that. Hello to you too. I think Are you I there? can help you with that. It seems like Obel is glitching a bit. Well, it's fine. Let me just check on Twitter. I think I saw somebody who might be able to help me. Oh, there we go. Darren Smith. Oh, wow. Darren Smith is a legend. He's a creator's creator. Wait, no, that's wrong. But he creates content for creators. He's the founder of Craftsman Creative. And let me see. It's basically about helping creators know how to run their businesses. Which is something like we are doing here. So we are definitely aligned. And he's been on many podcasts. And he had shown me that he's just recently released a book called The Craftsman Creative Book about helping creators build six-figure businesses. Wow. And he's got tons of courses available here. Wow. He sounds really, really awesome. And yeah, I think he's the perfect person to call for this interview. So I guess I'll have to dial Darren myself up. Let's go to Riverside. Clueless Entrepreneurs. Welcome to The Clueless Entrepreneur, brought to you by the Msane Podcast Network. My name is Dawashim Sane and I am a clueless entrepreneur. I'm trying to build a podcast business but have no idea what to do or where to start. If you can relate to this, then you're listening to the right podcast. Because this podcast is about helping you and I, as clueless entrepreneurs, to be better entrepreneurs who have successful podcast businesses. So, my question is to you. Are you ready to be less clueless? Thank you very much, Mr. Darren, for joining me for today's episode on The Clueless Entrepreneur. Are you happy and excited to be here on today's show? How are you feeling? This is amazing. The fact that the internet can connect two people on opposite sides of the world and we're streaming live, like in real time, that's pretty amazing. Um, I'm very, very excited to be here and I'm honored that you asked me to come on the show. This is incredible. 
Indeed, it's very awesome that we are from halfway across the world from each other and we are still able to connect. So before we start, perhaps, you know, I just want to get to know you a little bit more in terms of being clueless and all that since this is the Clueless Entrepreneur. So can you please just tell us what is something, you know, um, a subject or whatever it is that you are clueless about and a bit curious to learn perhaps? Yeah, it's such an interesting name you have for yourself for your podcast. Like, I almost I almost want to encourage you to change it because like nobody wants to be clueless. But I think the way you just framed that question is great because we do want to be in a situation where we're always curious, we're always learning, we always feel like we have some level of cluelessness going on, right? Like, uh, not that I'm dumb, not that I'm clueless, but like I'm curious and I want to learn more. So I love that. Um, one area that I am currently, um, working on a lot is marketing. Um, I feel like I'm pretty clueless when it comes to marketing. So I'm doing a lot of work, um, and a lot of the activities and tasks that I'm doing every day on my business are very marketing focused because I'm good at creating product. I'm good at vision. I'm good at strategy, but the marketing aspect is where I'm kind of, uh, falling behind a little bit. So that's where I'm putting a lot of time and effort in learning and becoming less clueless. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's indeed great. And perhaps do you find it exciting, you know, being at this position of not necessarily knowing much, but actually exploring it? Yeah, at times it can be frustrating, right? Like we can get, uh, we can feel like we should know this by now, but that's not fair to ourselves or anybody else. Like mm -hmm. you can only be where you are. And so if, you know, I've been doing this for, 10, 15 years doing stuff online, writing, having businesses and websites and stuff, I'm still figuring it out. Should I have figured it out by now? Who knows? You know, there's no such thing as should. And I love, uh, I think Tony Robbins says this, stop shooting all over yourself. <laughs> so, you know, I'm, I'm happy with where I'm at right now. I'm really excited for what's coming when I become less clueless about marketing, about business growth, about the things that I'm working on. Um, it's, it's more about, I feel more excitement than I do like shame or frustration or any of those things. No, I definitely love that. You know, the whole idea of being curious when you are clueless and also going on an unknown, you know, path, um, of discovery. If we know everything, then nothing is new to us. Nothing is exciting. So I guess it's, it's very nice to, to start exploring and getting out of your comfort zone. Um, so thank you very much for sharing that with us. So today we are talking about courses, you know, creating your first course as a podcast entrepreneur. And, you know, perhaps somebody who's listening to this does not see the need of creating a, a, a course uh, for themselves. So perhaps I just want to know from you, why is it necessary for educational content creators to perhaps create a course uh, for their audience? Yeah, it's a great question. So I think one of the biggest things that we can do, whether you're a creator, whether you're a business person, an entrepreneur, an investor, of whatever you call yourself, is that if you have the mindset of wherever I'm at, there are people who are trying to get to where I'm at, even though I'm trying to get here and I'm trying to get further in my career, there are people who would do a lot to get to where I'm at in my career. And so I feel like it's um, been an important aspect of my business and the approach that I have to teach what I know. 
And that's growing and expanding every single day. So I'm never running out of content, right? Two years ago, I hadn't produced a feature film before. And now I've produced two and I'm producing another this summer. Well, that's a lot of new knowledge and experience that I could share with people just from the last year. That's super valuable. So I can put that into a blog. I can put it into a podcast. I can put it into a course. I could even charge money for it. I can coach people and consult on projects and all of those things. So it opens up a huge amount of opportunities when you think of not just holding it all to yourself and keeping it a secret, but actually sharing your work and sharing your experience and sharing what you know and teaching it, it really opens up opportunities as opposed to like creating more competition or letting people steal your ideas or things like that. And so I think it's essential that people espouse that mindset of teaching and sharing. It doesn't necessarily have to be in a course. Courses are great. And I have a lot of, um, we're going to talk a lot about courses in my experience with courses, but just bigger picture than that. It's more about the mindset of sharing and teaching those that are one, two, five, ten steps behind you. Mm. No, I definitely love that, you know, teaching and sharing your experiences with your audience. And I think it's something which is a big part of what we do, especially as people who are educational content creators. And perhaps looking, you didn't mention the fact that there are other avenues or there are other ways of sharing or teaching your audience. And Mm-hmm. We are speaking to podcasters and they do have a podcast. So what would be the added benefit of now creating something outside of your podcast, like a course, you know, for your audience? What makes a course different perhaps from the podcast itself, which you already have? Yeah. Well, I think what helps me when I think about that question is that in our current age, like the way the internet is, I mean, we've been at this for decades now, right? Information wants to be free. So whenever people are putting out information and packaging it into like a paid product, a lot of times people are searching for that book PDF or that course free, or they want to see if there's a free version on YouTube or, you, you know, on Vimeo or something like that. Because the way the internet is is that it's about sharing information and making it free. It's democratizing all of that. I mean, you look at Google as kind of the best example and one of the earliest examples of just like, we're gonna scour the internet for all the information and make it very easily accessible, which kind of makes it free. And for every course that's out there, for every book that's out there, for every webinar that's out there that you have to pay for, somebody else on the internet can or has made a free version of that. It may not be the same quality, it may not be the Mm -hmm. exact same information, but you can go find information for free on the internet. And so I like to frame it that way, and a lot of my free content, I kind of frame as information. So I have a blog, I have a podcast, I have a newsletter, I have all these uh, avenues of sharing information that's free, my Twitter profile, all of those things are free. So if people want to learn from me for free, they can do it in a number of ways, depending on what flavor they like. But the other side of that is implementation. And that's what you can charge money for. Because the way you approach your business, the way you implement a strategy or a tactic, or whatever it might be, that's unique to you. And so you have the ability to go in and charge money for implement, helping people implement the information that you're teaching, 
whether it be a course, whether it be through coaching and one-on-one, or whether it be through a community, or whether it be through workshops, there's so many ways to do that. But I always help, I always try to share with people, like, if it's just purely information, you should make it free because people are not going to pay unless you have a big audience and people think of you as kind of a celebrity and they just want to learn from you. You can charge money for it. But people like myself who have small audiences, I can't charge just for information because people can go find that anywhere. But I can charge for the implementation of that. And that's where the strategy comes in, the frameworks, the principles, and actually like how to implement them, how what to do on a daily basis. That's where I can provide a ton of value that people exchange for dollars. <laughs> mm, wow. I definitely love that. And I had never looked at it that way, you know, that give your audience the information for free. Uh, but when it comes to implementation, you can actually start charging for that. And perhaps looking at, you know, courses, you do have a free course, uh, which I, I saw uh, on one of your pages. And perhaps I just want to to know what should a podcast like what in terms of looking at pricing um should it be free or should you charge when it comes to your courses uh why should you not charge or why should you charge uh what 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 is the mindset behind that i'm going to reframe the question a little bit because like i said earlier we got to stop shooting all over ourselves <laughs> so what should you do? Well, it really depends. There's a lot of context that's missing from me not knowing who the audience is listening to this, their situation, their goals, their vision for their business, the mission that they have for like the work that they're doing. All of that informs what you could do or should do, right? So let me try to answer that question as best as I can. But with that caveat, that the context matters. So here's what I would say. If you are going out and your main goal is revenue, well, there's a few ways to approach it. I've made money on a free product before because I put it on Gumroad and said, pay what you want. You can download it for free or you can pay as much as you want. And I had some people paying as much as 5 or $10, and I made like $700 off of a free ebook. Whoa. So what's the best way to make money? Who knows? I mean, it really is dependent on your audience and what they value from you. So – what I want to do is kind of take a step back and think about where are you in your journey? If you have 25, 50, 100 people that are part of your audience, maybe you have an email list, you have a social media following, well, there's not going to be enough demand for you to go out and charge $1,000 for a course. Now, I have courses on craftsmancreative.co that are 850 or even close to $1,000 if you add upgrades and stuff. And these people have audiences of 25 and 50,000 people, so they can charge that much. They may only sell 10 or 15, but that's still a meaningful amount of revenue. So you have to think about where you're at in your journey as a creator and as a business. If you've only got 50 or 100 or even 200, 500 people, there may not be enough demand from that audience to justify paying money for a course. Case in point. Um, last month I tried launching a live cohort course and I set the price at a thousand dollars because it was an NFT that people would purchase and it would give them lifetime access to any future course, as well as the course I was launching. I got zero people to sign up Whoa. because 
A, I, w I didn't promote it well. I, I launched it like the day after I started talking about it. Generally, you want to have a longer yeah. <laughs> runway than that where you're telling people about it and getting them excited and building up anticipation. I didn't do that because it was kind of an experiment with this new company. Um, but, you know, I have 2,000 people on my email list. I have a, just under 2,000 people on Twitter. Even that wasn't a big enough audience to sell a $1,000 product. So that's one, you know, data point that you can consider. So free or paid to start out? Well, honestly, I feel like the most important thing you can do when you're starting out is to build the audience. You want to get to where you have 1,000, 2,000, 5,000 people. So if you're at 50 or 100 or 500, it may not be the point yet to you it may not be great to focus on paid products because you may not have enough demand and what's really disheartening at times is when you put a ton of time and effort into a product and you're going to charge 20 or 50 or 100 dollars for it and one or two people buy especially if you have to deliver over and over and over again if it's a, a live workshop or a live course and you only made 50 or 100 dollars now you committed two weeks of your time that's hard mm. <laughs> right and so um, what I would do is first look at, like really take an uh, honest look at where your business is. And if you've got 50 or 100 or 200 or 500 followers, think about focusing instead on providing value to those people in a way that you can then turn them into customers later because you've provided so much value that they can't wait to work with you or to buy something from you but really focus on building the audience. And so you could use a free course as kind of a lead magnet. I have a free email course that I give out to any, everybody who signs up for my email list. They get sent a free five-day email series. It's kind of like a mini course. And that's helped a ton. I have like a 30% conversion rate on my website because people go, oh, I wanna learn how to master the creator economy and learn how to build six-figure businesses. That sounds great and it's free, awesome. but since implementing that my email list is growing a lot faster because i'm exchanging value up front instead of asking people to buy something before they even know who i am sorry that was a long rambly no. answer but hopefully <laughs> that helps people no it's exactly what you know <laughs> i needed to hear um that you need to start by building that audience i think it's something i also need to consider with myself and you know i like the points that you said build your audience and you can use a free course to actually do that and so perhaps i want to look at that perspective of building your audience so that you can start selling to them so what are some of the ways that you know i can start building that audience which can eventually become customers yeah, I love this question. I'll try to keep it shorter this time. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, it's fine. One of, the, one of the benefits you have as a creator is you know the big picture of your business, right? You know where people are meeting you at, whether it's their podcast or social media or your email list. You have a pretty good idea of where people are, where you're meeting people at, where they're at in their business, where they're at in their life, what desires and needs and goals they have for themselves. If you don't know that, you can start asking people. One thing a lot of people do with their newsletter is when they say, when they send out the very first automated email, it says, tell me a little bit about yourself. Answer this one question and you start getting an idea of who's in your audience. So you wanna start there, but you have the benefit with your business to know where you can take people. 
and you have this like journey that you can take people on. And just like if you were writing a TV show, you know how it how the season ends, you know the cliffhanger at the end of episode 10, and people are starting at episode one. So what are you going to do in the remaining eight episodes to string them along, get them excited, get them to keep watching, to keep listening to you, to keep engaging with your content, to where at the end you drop this like amazing, shocking twist of a cliffhanger where it's like, I can't wait to see what's next. I can't wait for next season. Now, how do you apply that to our business? Well, you want people to get to the end of an email sequence or a podcast series or whatever it might be and go, I cannot wait to work for, with this person. I can't wait to join their community, subscribe for their podcast, join their newsletter, buy their book. You want people to have that sort of emotion when you present them with an opportunity to buy something. And so what you're doing in the meantime, before you start launching products is you've got this idea way over here and you say, okay, this is where my audience is right now. Now I'm going to start crafting content and crafting a journey for them to slowly and methodically get closer to becoming a customer. Well, how do you do that? What do they need to believe in order to become a customer? What goals and offers and um, outcomes do you need to put in front of people to where that they care about it enough to give you money at some point. So as you're building the audience, you don't want to just think of numbers. You don't want to just think, oh, I want 10,000 Instagram followers or 10,000 downloads of my podcast or 10,000 Twitter followers, because you could go and buy those next week and you would be basically in the same place you are today with your business. It won't have any meaningful effect. It'll just be some vanity metric that says, wow, you got 10,000 followers. You still aren't making any money, right? I've been there before. Um, <laughs> and so what you want to think about is the bigger picture. Think of yourself like a director or a writer of a TV show that's 10 episodes long. Well, okay, you're here on episode one. Well, what's what are you going to put into episode one that plays into episode 10 and that payoff? And then how are you going to string this out over a couple of weeks, a couple of months, whatever it might be, as you're building that audience. And one question you want to think about is, well, what do they need to believe in order to become a customer? Some of the things they need to believe that you are, you have the answer to the thing that they have a question about, that you have a solution that works, that's proven, that other people have used, that by putting in X amount of dollars will get them some outcome or more dollars on the other end. So now you're starting to craft your offer. What is it that you are actually going to offer people in exchange for money? And that's your product, right? So it might be a course. It might be a master class. It might be a community. It might be a book. It could be any of those things. But it really, again, it goes back to the bigger context of where is your audience at? Who are they? What do they want from you? And how can you deliver a ton of value? But when you put it in that bigger context of like a big picture, and a journey from A to B, now you can start creating tension. You can start leaving little um, Easter eggs and little hints, and you can say, well, this is where we're going. We're not there yet, but just stick with me because we're going to get there. And the next time, and the next time you're leaving these little breadcrumbs that are keeping people engaged and coming closer and closer to you as a creator to where ultimately when you do put a, a product in front of them, their response is, oh my gosh, I can't believe it's only $25 or it's only $100 as opposed to 
geez, this guy's charging me a thousand bucks for a course. Why would I ever do that? <laughs> that was so my wait, <laughs> I just want to know, like, when is the right time then to, when do you know that, okay, now I'm at episode level, like now is the time to make the, <laughs> the ask or the offer, whatever it is. Yeah. My, my short answer is when there's demand. Um, the hardest thing to do as a creator is to make a product, spend a week, a month, three months, half a year creating something, whether it's a course, whether it's a book, whether, whatever it might be, and to put it out in the world as a creative person who ha wears their heart on their sleeve and is emotionally attached to this thing that they made and have nobody buy it. That is soul crushing. It's really, really hard emotionally. And it can prevent you from creating for months on end because you're like, well, I suck. Well, I'm terrible. Well, nobody cares about me. Nobody wants what I want. So I recommend that people don't do that. Don't just start making a product because you think that's what people will want. Instead, figure out what people are already asking you for and make that. And that's why I say build an audience first because it's, it really wasn't until I had about 1,000 or 1,500 Twitter followers and about 1,500 email subscribers where I was getting enough information coming back from my audience that I knew what they wanted. So when I, it was last summer, for example, I was on Twitter. I started building my uh, Twitter following. I wanted to consciously grow it to two and five and 10,000 people. And the thing that started surfacing over and over again was how do you get so much done? Like, I don't understand how your brain works because you think in, you like systems and spreadsheets and optimization and all this stuff. And they're, but, but you're still a creative person. You're writing things and you're publishing things and you're creating videos and you're doing all this stuff. How do you do that? And everybody that I was talking to that was reaching out to me in DMs or emails was basically saying the same thing. I'm an artist and I don't know how to be a business person. Can you help me do that? So that directly informed the first product that I made in this context, which was my book. It's called Craftsman Creative. And the, sub, the subtitle is literally how five-figure creators can build six-figure businesses. It was directly an answer to dozens of people messaging me saying, how do you do this very specific thing? So I wrote a book as my answer. So when you're doing the same thing, when you're building your audience, you will reach a point, it may be 400 or 800 or 2000 subscribers or followers where people start asking you for stuff. Why are they going to ask you for stuff? Because you're a teacher, because you've been sharing and teaching for however long. Now they're going, well, this person knows stuff. Why don't I ask him about this problem I have or ask her about this problem I have? And then you start collecting those questions and the things that people ask you for. And at some point you'll either reach critical mass where you're like, oh, I know exactly what to do here. Or you can just ask your audience at that point. I've, um, this is getting a little, it's a little diversion, but stick with me here. I work with a lot of creators to help them produce courses. That's what Craftsman Creative started out as was an online platform for courses. And the first question I made, I asked every single person that wanted to work with me, I said, I need you to do this one thing. Go on Instagram and do a poll and ask your audience, what would you want to learn from me about this topic that you're kind of in, whether it's photography or lettering or whatever. And it would show a lot by asking that one question. Um, I've had a number of people who came back and said, well, 
I have an audience of 10,000 people and I got four answers. It doesn't feel like enough people care. So I'm going to keep working on building my audience until I get 50 or 100 answers. And the people who end up getting 20, 50, 100 answers from that one question, they have a very clear understanding of what their course needs to answer for their audience. And the people that do that successfully, they'll sell 30, 50, 100 courses in a week and do $10,000 plus in revenue because they created a product based on demand, not based on what they thought would be fun or cool or interesting. Wow. That is so mind blowing. Um, I honestly thought it wasn't, it was, you know, very easy. Um, you can just create a course and people will come and flock um, over it or something. <laughs> oh, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> it would be so much better if it was that way. But I, I really like that idea of building an audience and making sure that there is enough demand for it especially like getting feedback from your audience you know asking them what they want to learn and then giving them what they actually want which you know is demand um as, as you are putting it so i thank you very much for sharing that and perhaps you know looking at yeah this you know trying to create a course and all that and you, you've really mind boggled me right now. I don't even know what to say. Um, I know that at this point in time, I'm not supposed to be creating a course. Um, and I, I need to first build an audience and all that. But how can perhaps I use a, a, is there a way of, of using a course? As you, you didn't mention this, but perhaps how can I create a, a small or mini course like you, which can, be used to build an audience or can be part of that information sharing as you were mentioning earlier on? Yeah, there are two ways to do this that I'll share. One is an email course and one is a video course, okay? So what I would recommend doing is either making them free or free plus paid what you want, right? Offer it to your audience and say, if you want to support it, you could pay five, 10, $20, whatever. So here's two ways to do it. The first one is using a product called Gumroad, G-U-M-R-O-A-D.com. And hopefully it's available like all over the world. I'm pretty sure you can use it anywhere in the world. There might be one or two countries that they haven't yet figured out payments and stuff. But Gumroad.com, it's a platform that allows you to sell digital products online to your audience. And it's very cheap to do so. They don't take a huge fee. It's very easy, et cetera, et cetera. So on Gumroad, what I would do is I would think about what's one outcome that your audience cares about. So for you, it might be, um, what are the five tools that I need to create a podcast? Well, I need a microphone. I need Riverside FM. I need headphones. I need a scheduler and I need an email address. Great. There you go. Now, basically set that up in an outline create a PowerPoint presentation, like a slideshow, and hit record on your computer or on your camera and talk through that outline for 30 to 60 minutes, okay? Now you have a course and it's got visuals and it's got you talking to people. You can put it up on Gumroad, you upload the file and you set it for free or $5 or $10 or $29, whatever you wanna do. I would do, pay what you want and a recommended price of 20 or $30 because you know, a dollar per minute, that's pretty fair to ask people for. So put it up on Gumroad and then send it out to your list. 
put it on your podcast, say, hey, today's podcast is sponsored by my new email, my new course on podcasting, how to get set up in five steps, uh, right? And everything that you send out, your newsletter, put a link to the bottom to that product. Um, on social media, put it in your link in bio, talk about it once a week, um, share experiences from people who used your course to set up their podcast, grab their testimonials, put it on the sales page. It becomes this whole virtuous circle type thing. Um, that's something that you could put out and manually send to a hundred people in your phone and say, Hey, I made this. If you've ever thought about podcasting, I made this for you and here you go. It's, you can pay what you want, right? You can manually get your first hundred sales or hundred downloads if they're doing it for free, just by like messaging people on your email list or your phone. Okay. So that's option one. Option two is an email course. And I love email courses as a a um, lead magnet for newsletters because I don't like giving away like a free ebook or a free webinar because those are different types of content. If people want to sign up for an email list or a newsletter, it's best to give them a newsletter or email type freebie as a lead magnet because it, it just matches what the content's going to be going forward. So what I did is created, if you go to masterthecreatoreconomy.com, I just bought like a $12 domain that points to this specific newsletter. So you can see how I set it up and it's free and everything, right? So what I would do is think about, okay, what are those five steps that we came up with in the video version? Well, let's split that up into five emails. So now your lead magnet becomes, get my free five-day email series on how to set up your podcasts. Okay. And mm -hmm. so email number one is welcome and make sure to like add our email to your uh, contact. So it doesn't go to spam or promotions and then add the one question. What's the one thing that you're struggling with right now when it comes to launching your podcast, right? We talked about this five, 10 minutes ago. You want to ask your audience what they want to learn from you, what they're struggling with. So that question, what are you struggling with right now? It's a great question to get the type of answers you need to create products down the line. Okay, so email, that's maybe email zero. That's like a welcome email. So email one is bullet point one, your microphone. Then bullet point two is email two, your Riverside FM account, whatever it is, right? So now you've got, instead of five bullet points in a 30 minute video, you've got five emails with one bullet point each and you're stringing people along and you're, because there's five points. They want to keep um, looking out for the next email, the next email, the next email, because they want to learn what all five points are. You kind of created a cliffhanger by saying at the beginning, there's five points, right? So you did that a little bit strategically by making them want to stick through to the end. Then what I love to do at the end of an email course or a welcome series is say, hey, if you're interested in learning more from me, click here because I have other ways that you can learn from me. And then I'll send an email to those people, only the people who clicked on it, because I don't like marketing or selling to everybody, just the people who are ready. So when they click on a link, I can tag them that they said they were interested in learning from me. And then I'll send them one or two other emails. Hey, here's how you can work with me. I have a newsletter. I have a podcast. I have an email list. I have a book. I have a course. I, you can work with me, right? And then I'll send another one a few days later, like, hey, if you've ever wanted to get one question answered, you could hop on a call with me and pay my consulting rate for an hour and we can talk about your business and anything that you're struggling with, right? And about once a month, someone clicks on that link and pays me $250. That's amazing for a free email series 
to have that happen, but it automatically sells my book. It gets people on to listening on my podcast, following me on Twitter. It helps grow my audience. It helps me sell products, right? So it's a free email series that ends up generating hundreds of dollars a week in revenue. And I built it months ago. I don't even have to think about it anymore. It just works. So those are the two ways I would start is create free products that can generate interest and revenue and data based on like, what is your audience clicking on? What are they, are they dropping off on email three of five because they're not interested anymore? Well, then you can go in and fix it and make it better. Are they only watching through 10 minutes of the video? Um, if that's the case, well, maybe you should re-record it and make it more interesting and have switch the bullet points up so that they don't miss out on things, right? So that's how I would start, figure out one or both options for a course, a free course or a free plus pay what you want option so that you can A, build your audience and B, start getting an understanding of what your audience wants to learn from you. Wow. I love that so much. And we'll try and link everything that you said down in the description below. I think that is so, you know, interesting Thanks. what you shared. I think I'm more inclined to the email uh, course. I think the way you, you, you looked at that and how it can end up generating even sales or lead you, lead your audience to other parts of your business is just so incredible. And, you know, thank you very much for sharing that. And perhaps maybe the last question, I'm someone who does not like making mistakes. Um, not that it's impossible, but you know, I know that some people have made mistakes and perhaps you also have made mistakes. You did mention, you know, promotions and all that, that, um, so can you just please tell me what are some of the mistakes I should avoid or the audience at home should avoid, um, when they are trying to, to do this, uh, for their audience? Yeah. The first mistake to avoid is the mistake of not trying. Right. So here's a perfect example. Let me grab this real quick. So this is my book, right? Craftsman Creative. Now look at it straight on. Yeah. Do you notice anything that's a little off? No, not really. The whole thing is centered a little bit to the right. <laughs> now, here's what's crazy. Um, this is the second printing of this book. <laughs> the first printing in the very first page had the wrong website. Ooh. My website is craftsmancreative.co and the interior layout person wrote craftsmancreative.com, which is not my website. So I went to a conference and I gave out 250 copies of my book. I had to go in and white out every single front page that I whited out the M on every single one. So, you know, those are collector's items now <laughs> because they have whiteout in there. Here's what's crazy. This is the second printing. And I was actually the, the printer, Lulu, who I use, they offered to print 300 copies of these for the next conference I'm going to because I'm putting them in the bags of every single conference attendee in the swag bags. Well, guess what? They're going to get books that look like this where it's off center. <laughs> okay. But guess what? I have a book that's out in the world yeah. that people can read. This is like a business card on steroids, even though it's off, right? So you can't, the very first mistake, like if you are not creating because you're afraid of failing or messing up, you have to get over it. That is a limiting belief that is actually preventing you and holding you back and keeping you from the life and the business that you want. 
So if you want to have a creative enterprise, if you want to be a podcaster, have an email list, have a YouTube channel, have a big following online, whatever it might be, and you're afraid of creating because of the fear of messing up, that's going to limit your potential a ton. So the very first step is overcoming that mindset of the fear of belief. Some people call it imposter syndrome. Some people call it fear. Whatever it might be for you, you got to get over it. And the best way to do that is to just take action and realize, oh, that wasn't so bad. I mean, I printed 300 copies and the cover is off. Who cares? Like, I can make a joke out of that and make it a collector's item now. And like 50 years from now, those are going to be worth 50 grand, just like the original printing of Harry Potter, yeah. right? Done. That's, that's the worst that can happen is people laugh a little bit and think I'm a little silly. Can you please bring back your book and can you share with us what your book is about and perhaps you can tell us where we can find it as well. Absolutely. And thank you again for this opportunity. I love chatting about this stuff. Hopefully you can see like my level of excitement and enthusiasm around this stuff. I'm extremely passionate about helping creators like you and your audience learn how to create a resilient, profitable, sustainable business that supports their creative work because I want a future where it's full of art. I don't care about like AI and, you know, computer generated art and all that stuff. Like, no, I, the thing that excites me the most in life is going to a live concert or to a movie or seeing something that someone created. I want a world, a future where that it's full of that stuff. And so that's really my mission. And my passion is to help creators figure out how to grow and run their businesses. And so this book, it literally is called craftsman creative. And the subtitle is how five figure creators can build six figure businesses. So if you're not yet a five figure business owner, or you don't have a five figure income from your creative work, that's fine. Like follow my blog, follow my newsletter. There are a ton of free resources already there for you. So I'm not trying to exclude people, but this is really making that step from being an artist to thinking like a business owner. So that's what the book is about. But you can find everything that I do online at craftsmancreative.co. And my social media of choice is Twitter. I just, I'm more of a writer than like a picture person or a video person. And so um, all of the links to everything I put out there, whether it be newsletter, blog, podcast, etc., is all at craftsmancreative.co. And on Twitter, I'm just at Darren T. Smith. So I would love nothing more than to connect with people that are listening or watching this and have them DM me and say, I saw you on Lindo's podcast and like, it was amazing. And I, I'm so excited to connect with you. I love chatting with people that way. And so I really just thank you a ton for finding me, for reaching out, for giving me the opportunity to talk about this stuff. I could do it all day long. So <laughs> thanks for the yeah. opportunity. <laughs> I definitely thank you, you know, for coming on the show. Indeed, it was very amazing. Everything that you've shared is just so mind blowing. And I can really tell that you are passionate about this. And I hope you continue helping creators. And to those who are watching, if you want to get Darren's book, it will be linked down in the description below. So make sure that you do buy that book and get yourself, you know, to to build a six-figure business. So thank you very much, Darren, for coming on the show and being with us and sharing everything that you've shared with us. Um, It is the tradition of the show that every guest should say goodbye to the audience at home and close off the show because I'm too lazy to do it. (laughs) Well, thank you all so much for listening and for watching. It's been a pleasure. I hope to meet you either online or in person someday. Thank you so much. 
don't ignore me right now. I've got something important to tell you. Please join the Facebook group. I've been asking you guys because I know that you find this so valuable. If you enjoy the content that we give right here on the show and you enjoy the guests who come here, then you'll enjoy being part of our Facebook group. I've just invited all of our previous guests on the show to come and share more of their knowledge and insights by answering the questions that you might have. I want this to be a mastermind type of group whereby we are sharing or talking about how to run a podcast business, which is frankly something that I don't hear being talked about a lot. So if you are interested in that, then please use the link in the show notes below. I promise you, you won't regret it. It will be very, very, very awesome. And remember, entrepreneurs, that it's okay to be clueless. So long as you listen to this podcast, you won't be clueless for long.